Hell. Hell. Oh. And welcome to another episode of... No. Plans to Merge. I'm your host... Daniel Caleb. And I'm your other host... Porzio Colburn. That's right. And today's episode is brought to you by... Oh um, boy, the Symphony of Lawn Tools is back, Caleb. There's a whole crew of dudes just totally deconstructing a tree right outside my window. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um what what is the company company that's sponsoring? Husqvarna? Uh, it's uh it's Steve's Caterpillar tree, Steve's Tree Care Service. Steve's Tree Care Service. Yeah. That's good. Um Arborists, yeah, well, thanks. You know, y'all can't live with them. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. Um, also brought to you by. Oh, I had another sponsor. I forgot about. Mm. Um, dang it, dude. We uh, hate to do this to our sponsors. Man, I hope they still pay us. <laughs> yeah, really, really though. Really though. Uh, well, maybe we'll just do the the sponsor, the uh, Camelback. Um, mm, Camelback, brought to you by Camelback water bottles. Oh, our sponsor is um, Down Jackets. Uh, you know what our sponsor is? Our sponsor is all the outdoor gear brands whose mm-hmm. gear costs more than three hundred dollars, mm, um, like an Arcteryx. Yeah, dude, what's up with this Arcteryx business? They got like the weirdest logo. Everything huh. they make looks like. Their logo does look like a, like a shitty tribal tattoo. Yeah. Like <laughs> some guy designed it in Photoshop or like paint. Paint, really. It's a bad logo. It's a bad logo. Mm. But in being bad, it is good. It's premium, yeah. Well, right. It it pro- it like adds to the premium. Uh-huh. Or it's, it's like damn, if they're able to charge $400 for a jacket with such a shitty logo, it must they, be a really good It must good be jacket. the best jacket. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Like, not my only buddy, do logos not matter, they ar- inversely matter. I started speaking over you. Oh, Daniel. I know. Your buddy what, Daniel? My buddy Neil has an Arc'teryx jacket, and really? I hug him sometimes. I'll be he like, hey, be what's rich. up, bud? And I'll give him a hug, and it feels, ni- like I, it feels nice. Does it? Yeah. Yeah, he must be rich, or he must be really cold. Uh, definitely rich can't speak to his body core temperature. I'm doing the, the, like, I have a down jacket, a Cabela's $50 down jacket that I've had forever. That is just not good. Sure. Um, so, and I'm going on this big, you know, hike thing next week and fishing thing. And, um, so I'm like, you know, like that, that's the move you do as little extreme activity as possible to maximize the buying gear potential mm-hmm. um and so that that's exactly what i'm doing but you know so i'm at do you outdoor gear lab ogl yeah ogl I what don't. are the good what are the good review sites for outdoor gear you are talking to the wrong guy that is not Come how on. i buy things i don't read reviews almost really ever. what are yeah. you talking about when I buy audio gear or anything that needs to like plug into a system of USB objects, then I read yeah. reviews. Wow. Anything else? I I have a really well, good instinct things? about things. Come on. No, I'm just, no. I'm often right, Caleb. In person, maybe, but 
in the internet like if you're gonna buy a down jacket what are you gonna do you're just gonna go on like amazon and search down jacket i would buy a jacket in person i wouldn't buy a jacket on the internet gotcha okay i would go to a store and i would feel it and i'd be like this feels like a good jacket you know though i mean you're just like really limiting yourself as you know you know you're not really you don't think so huh how many options do you think i need to have to choose from guess what it is there's two modes of buying uh-huh. and i think the mode that i have seen now this is probably like maybe not good mm-hmm. but i think once you get into the wire cutter the wire cutter oh, is what started this i all see i've me. already reformed from being a wire cutter okay guy. you're off the wire cutter yeah i'm off the wire cutter as soon as the new york times bought them i was done with them really yeah because you think that they're because i think it's corrupted interesting I don't I think wonder. they're doing honest reviews anymore. I think no it's paid. Way. I think it's bought and bought no and sold. No way. Yeah. No. Nah, man, that would be crazy. I as soon have as faith. Big, big New York gets involved, yeah, I'm out. You're right. Usually, that's I want like a Tom's happens. Hardware. You know Tom's Hardware? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, that's Tom's a Hardware thing, is like the like... best like hardware review site from oh, back boy. in the day that still exists. Tom's Hardware. For hardcore PC enthusiasts. Okay. Yep. Right on. So if you needed to like know about like a creative sound blaster sound card. Right. Like sound. this is the place to find out. Sound blaster, it. man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Outdoor Gear Lab is like, basically, once I started doing the wire cutter thing, purchasing has been ruined for me because it's all mm-hmm. wire cutter top picks. Well, that's, and then, that's why I don't even look anymore. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you just spend a lot of money and I think it just becomes this thing where you're like, all of a sudden you're a purchaser who just has to have the best thing and anything less than the best is just not good. Even if you like barely use the thing. Well, and it, it almost feels like a subscription service. Like once you become a wire cutter guy, it's like you're now on a subscription service that you don't actually know how much it costs every month, but you're going to be told what to buy and you're going to buy it. It's true. So it's Dude, like it's you may crazy. as well just give them your credit card and say like send me the oh, best thing of just, every category box, as it comes just out. Just like a wire cutter box. Like uh, yeah. oh, I got a I got a purple mattress this week. Uh, yeah, uh, got a purple mattress. Got a Dyson Vitamix. Airblade. You know, uh, you know, I occasionally make a smoothie. Better get a Vitamix. You know, this yeah. is the most reliable thing. Mm-hmm. It's funny, yeah. But I, and I'm trying to think. Well, Adam Wathen and I both use. We found out we use the same baby monitor, and uh and it's just like of course like and i bet hordes of people in our circles are using the same exact baby monitor because it's the wire cutter top it's pick, wire cutter pick. and it's not a great baby monitor well it's that's what i'm saying it's like <coughs> like there's got to be some gre- palms getting greased yeah because like if you're like doofus's baby monitor company right yeah the the difference between having a 20 million dollar baby monitor company and having like a failed baby monitor company mm, is the wire, the wire cutter. cutter review it is crazy they just like bless you and yeah then... they're just like congratulations you're gonna be rich now yeah. like here it is it is pretty they're amazing king making they are king makers that's right they're king makers dude um what was i gonna say uh, the wire cutter king makers purple mattresses baby monitors i think this is the day for me of not 
keeping a train of thought. Outdoor gear lab. Um, No, I was even thinking just like a sentence ago. Like I just Mm, had like a response to a sentence that you just Uh said. Uh Um, But somewhere along the lines of like wire cutter, baby monitor. Oh, uh, I don't trust them for outdoor stuff. And even sleeping stuff. Like a lot of these, I actually, I knew a guy who worked at the wire cutter. He was in Buffalo and he flew out for the, the mattress thing, you know, where they all they have like an orgy or something uh, to test out Mattress the mattresses. Orgy, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he flew out for that. And it's like, okay, they, it was like three days. Like it was as if you had a big business and were like, okay, we got to do the mattress thing. Here's the, here's the lineup. Everybody's going to come out and sleep on these things. And te- but it's like, dude, you don't know until you've been on a mattress for two years, like, Mm -hmm. you know, or five years, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the big, Mm -hmm. the big bit, but with outdoor gear, this is especially who's going to fund that kind of time investment for one wire cutter. Right. Yes. And there, I think, I think it was like rain jacket reviews that I was like, had my eyebrow raised at the results or maybe it was down. I don't know. One hiking. I don't know. Some of the, and I'm like picturing, you could just get so much better advice from like Darwin on the trail or, you know, YouTubers that are hiking the, like, you know, across the country and stuff. Um, as opposed to like the wire cutter. Like, yeah, we flew advice. everybody out and we took like a, you know, a day hike. And then we realized that like, we really like the way this, you know, they're better than that. I'm being a jerk, but, but it definitely smells like that a little bit compared to outdoor yeah. gear lab. You know, I feel like I get the best <clears throat> advice from just like seeing a guy wearing a jacket and being like, you like that jacket? And he's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, fair yeah. enough. I'll get one. Dude, this is like a real problem in my life because, okay, so there's this chair behind me uh-huh. that it's uh Mitch got this chair. I oh, sat yeah, in it the other that's day. That's interesting. I thought you were actually sitting in a gaming chair. No. But you're actually not. You're sitting, in a, sitting in a normal in a Herman chair. Miller chair. Right. With the gaming chair behind with me. With the gaming chair behind you. Yeah. That's I freaking funny. hate the look of the gamer chair, obviously, because it, whatever, I have my own derogatory terms. Yeah. For but you wanted to get kind of the best of both worlds, not sitting in it, but looking like you're sitting in it. Exactly. It <laughs> just happened like hovering behind my head. Um, but I put this gaming chair together only to realize that, okay, actually I think I don't want this chair and I just keep doing this, Daniel. And if I was Daniel, I would just, wh- what would you do? You'd just burn it or something. <laughs> like you don't return things, right? Like you've never returned. Anything. Oh no, 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 no. You, yeah. I don't return things, but I also don't burn things. Like what do you do? With I them? would just live at my house for the next six years getting okay. shuffled around from room to room. Okay. So that's what I need to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, there's a real problem here. This is, Daniel, I'm not saying anything profound, but man, I just want to try everything and return it all to know because you can't know otherwise. Have you ever thought about maybe like getting a getting a guy about it? What, like pay a guy to try stuff for me? No, 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 but just pay a guy to like handle the things that you try and don't use. Dude, that's what we need. Like... like but just like on like a monthly basis, you know? Yeah. Like you got a new house, right? So you probably have a, an underutilized room somewhere. Do you, no. How's your basement? Do you have a basement? House. I mean, it's, yes, do have a basement, a dungeon. Okay. There's so here's what you do. a lot of junk in the basement. Oh, really? Well, that's, that, I mean, that's his first task, right? Right. <laughs> Clean okay. out the basement. Yeah. Um, and then like you, you tell the guy, create for yourself. A 12 foot by 12 foot square on the basement floor. Okay. Put down some colored duct tape, you know, make a little square on the basement yep. floor. Right. Oh, and then um, this is where my, like, land, the, uh, whatever, like the helicopter pad. This is your deployment pad. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, okay. 
Okay, and so then sense. every every month you just kind of like slowly fill that square up, mm. right? Yep. And then on the first of the month, dude's gonna show up, and you don't care how or why, but everything in that thing is gonna leave your house. And yeah. then on the first of the next month, he's gonna you give money. you seventy percent of the money that he was able to get. Well, maybe only fifty, really. He's gonna give you fifty percent of the money he was able to get, like from that stuff. Fifty steep, bro. Fifty. Well, steep. yeah, but you only have to put it in a cube in the basement. Like that's that's what you right. Pay that for. is pretty good. No, this is the dream world. Um, there should be a cube in the basement for everything. Um, I think you need a teen for this. Yeah, like an this... entrepreneurial teen. I know. Okay, let's do it. We're doing it. An entrepreneurial team. Well, I'm not a team, but no, you're no. going to have to go find gonna yourself do it. a team. Me yeah. and you. <laughs> um, no, I'll find a teen. I'll put a sign out looking for teens. Seeking teen. Um, seeking teen. <laughs> right. Male or female. <laughs> Adult man seeking teen. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Where would you put those signs, do you think, for maximum reach? Uh, you have like a Rita's? No. What's Rita's? Like Rita's water ice. It's like a... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we have Rita's. that in the grocery store okay no no it's like a place it's like a stand where you go to get like a snowball during the summer okay no i don't have that okay you don't have like a snowball stand or some sort of i guess you guys don't really it's a winter a place snowball? you live in <laughs> right 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 you live in like a, a winter place, no we, I mean, so we eat a lot of ice treats. cream oh yeah we have a lot of ice cream shops but it doesn't seem like a sustainable business model for a place that's so cold so often it's true they just close them half the year so it seems like it'd be more like two thirds of the year, but yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, I don't know. We, I mean, I, that's funny. I, I feel that you're right. That ice cream, you must have a better cold food experience where you live. It's, I mean, it's definitely warmer, more. It's warmer, more, man. Interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, that type of a place, like a place that sells like a snow cone. Right. That's where you're going to put a, a seeking teen sign. Okay. And what, where would you put this on the side of like a van so that you don't have to like pay for the thing? Yeah. Well, you're going to want it to be sort of handwritten, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? Honestly, maybe the N in teen is backwards. I feel like the teens wouldn't feel like they're marketed to directly enough. And I should just write out on like pieces of paper, like notes and just hand them to teens personally. Mm-hmm. And then just says like, give me your Snapchat. Sure. Yep. You know, like you don't want to like you don't want right. to leave with a chin here. You just wanna, then, like you want to meet them where they're at, which is Snapchat. Right. That's relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like not putting pricing on the like the you know lead gen page. Like you don't. Yeah. Wanna yeah. Reach scare out for enterprise pricing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good idea. Um, this is good. It's good yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, so Daniel, how are you these days, Daniel? Oh, you know, I'm very good. They've stopped working on that tree, so that's really good. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, but you know, I'm just steady vibing. Vibe up. Steady vibing. And my vibe friends, down. uh My friends are in town. Um, they've been in town since yesterday, but I haven't seen them yet. So okay. this evening, we're going to go get some bergs. And, and vibe around a little bit okay um the game that we're working on is like 
in a really good place. Yeah. And we're going through a process I'm very excited about, which is all of our friends who are professional designers get to now take our very ugly app that we've built and do design about it. Mm. And so like, we're going to now like have a front end for our app that has like had designers interact with it. And because it's a game, is it going to be pretty? Well, it it should be pretty anyway because they're designers. That's right, the I know, thing. but I, I want it to be like full of character. Yeah, that's what I'm and hoping. Color. They're both like pretty corporate designers. Yeah. So like, you know, one would hope that they would take this as an opportunity to like have a little fun and let their hair down. You know what down. you need? You need, a, do you have a professional illustrator friend? No, but I think that's going to be coming. That's what think, you need, dude. And I mean, I have mix them up with the designer. illustrator friends, but none of them are part of the crew that has been building the game. Right. So the thing about the crew who's been building the game is we're all working on it for freezies. Gotcha. Nice. So at some point we're going to have to make a decision, which is like, hey, do we want to shell out a couple of grand to like right. get some illustrations done for this thing? Yep. You know, I know which, all about uh, hiring for <laughs> illustrations yeah. for... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did someone say dope. Fiverr? <laughs> Fiverr. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're in a we're in a good spot with it. I'm really enjoying it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Pretty dope. Uh, on, oh, on gaming visually things. Did you see mm-hmm. this? Uh, it was a tweet, and it was actually a tweet by a person. It was a cool tweet, virally ish thing, mm-hmm. by a real person who recorded a real video and put it on a tweet. Not the kind of tweets that some company, you know, that like mines popular things, just tweets the video and gets 200,000 likes on it. Is this like a huge problem for you or you use some... I'm non- unclear what you're saying. Well, I'm, I'm saying two things. I started telling one story, but I'm taking a, a sidebar. Today's the day of sidebars, Daniel, on uh, Twitter and how it's just been compromised and it sucks Oh, it's now. gone to hell, dude. Twitter sucks Especially now. Especially dev Twitter. Oh my gosh. Dev Twitter is someone out there started writing bots that are like dev Twitter influencer bots. And they're all just doing this ridiculous engagement farming bullshit. <sighs> Dude, what happened? It's bad. It was, it's you so know what it bad. is? It's this Twitter like promoted tweet algorithm thing that they're doing. That's to try the and biggest boost, thing. Like, engagement. Yep. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that that single thing has ruined Twitter. Because right. Well, and that's now, the thing is that like the things that are profitable <clears throat> or the things that can generate money or draw increase engagement. Um, this Instagram did the same thing, right? But yeah. like those things are counter to the way that people want to use apps. Yeah. Right. Well, Why not is that? apps. So apps like TikTok, like TikTok is an app where it's like your right. expectation. The whole thing of the is app that is that you'll be, <laughs> it's discovery, right? right? That whole thing. So people do like discovery. <laughs> yeah. But people also like subscribing to people they're interested in and getting i know that content yeah and it's starting my twitter feed and i'm starting dude starting to become a tiktoker um oh me too i'm like not well not an actual tiktok um yeah no oh yeah oh no me neither (laughs) no no, no. (laughs) i've never even opened it no i uh so like i have tiktokers in my life most people in my life are tiktokers yep and they send you tiktok well, you know, I do appreciate a sent TikTok. I like that. I like when somebody mm-hmm. sends me a TikTok. But um, is it TikTok or TikTok? Mm-hmm. 
TikTok. TikTok. Um, my brother always says TikTok, and it's just like I thought he was mispronouncing it for so long, but he he just knows and he intentionally pronounces it like that. The way that without it's fail, without an expectation of a of a laugh. No, like T A L K. Oh, um, that's funny. And it's just his little bit, and it's just funny. So TikTok. Um, so TikTokers in my life where they have lots of random interesting nuggets that have no context and are Mm -hmm. and they often say things like oh i saw on this tiktok or the self-aware ones have started to just say oh i i recently looked or recent whatever i saw somewhere because they realize that every other sentence are saying yeah i saw on a tiktok Mm -hmm. you know where now i'm not a tiktoker but i'm on twitter and i find myself having interesting things to say like, mm-hmm. oh, Han, I guess what I, you know, or like, I just saw this thing where, you know, or what, you know what I'm saying? Like some mm-hmm. life hack or some like, uh, I don't know, a giant or ship a like falling or, yeah, I don't know. Or like how I, I just saw like how ovulation works, like in an animated thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yesterday, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. weird. Um, so anyway, yeah, but so, I mean, I'm, it's like overcoming me and Twitter is being ruined though. Oh, and then that suggested tweet bit, Daniel, you know, where they're suggesting you the TikTok tweet. I'm like, I hate this. I'm going to hit the X. You go to hit the X. See less often. And what it does is it's like, okay, we won't show you programming related junk anymore, which implies like, we're going to show you all the stuff that you're less interested in. Right. More. (laughs) Basketball (laughs) tweets. Yeah, right. They're like, okay, we'll keep trying different topics on you until you've canceled all the good ones because you thought you were canceling just promoted tweets promoted in general. Tweets. Or yeah. Not promoted tweets. Like those have always been just bad, but they at least say promoted. No, These but are, I mean it's like the, the freaking suggested, tweets, suggested yeah. tweets. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a garbage pile. Well, but and like people are gaming the algorithm. Like people have figured it out. Okay. So it's not like I get a suggested tweet that's like, you know, oh, someone made like an interesting Laravel package. Okay. But it happens to be someone I don't follow, but a lot of people I do follow have been engaging with this tweet. Uh, that would be fine. Yeah. But it's like, hey, here are seven Firebase alternatives. Oh, and I'm like, bro, get the fuck away <laughs> from me. <laughs> Dude, it's like overnight, Twitter became bad with threads. I thought threads were the death of Twitter. Now it's like, like dude, threads. give me a thread. <laughs> like, I'll take a thread. I, like th- I got nothing wrong with threads. Really? I hate threads. I mean, you hate them too. You you just, you're saying like, I like good threads. Yeah, But of that, course those I like stupid, like yeah. there's, you know what I'm saying I like, though? I hate, obviously I hate bad, I hate bad faith content on Twitter. Right. Which is, I mean, and the And a lot of threads are bad faith. Totally. But there are also great threads. Occasionally there, are, I see many more dumb threads that are just hollow than good threads yeah but i think that that is a broadly true thing beyond threads i think there's just just a lot lot of bad faith bullshit content on twitter right now even dude even in like the microcosm of the laravel community there's like like people complain about this and i've always been like huh like people are complaining about hot tip tweeters and stuff and i'm like huh like i i kind of built my whole thing off that so i got love for that but but i see some of these and it's like okay like my hot tips and your hot like when you have a hot tip it's because you genuinely thought something yeah, was well, cool. Yeah, when you worked for your hot tips. Like I remember your uh wonder list or whatever it was that oh, had yeah, your hot yeah. tip tweets. I did. That, I was right? very like intentional about. Yeah. Whereas like I'm seeing these hot tip tweets now that are like, 
hey, did you know that like you should, when submitting a form, you should use a post request? Yep. I'm like, you can get yeah, the fuck like out of here. Garbage stuff like that. And then like obvious Laravel doc stuff that's not like, it's just obvious stuff. That's... Or threat. Okay, listen. Why am I mad at it? I don't want to be elitist. I'm but absolutely man, it's just fine like with stupid. the fact that like people want to learn how to break into tech. Okay. What I'm not fine with is the fact that like, there seems to be a ton of money in making threads that tell you how to break into tech. And uh-huh. like right. Yeah, I see so many of them are nothing. Dude. And then the end is like, buy my course about how to break into tech. Dude, yeah, there's so many of those. Like, it's like the new drop shipping. It's like, come yeah, on, dude. Right. Breaking into tech courses. Like, Gosh. dude, what is up? It's like, right. hey, what if you? What if I made a beginner programming course, but didn't actually have any programming? I just told you to go learn things, but I'm not actually going to teach you any of them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I mean, like boot camps, whatever. Boot camps are fine, but you know, they're just like. Did your brother ever do that boot camp? Dude, my brother's a full time developer now. No, what, we do. We haven't talked in so long. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he did the three month boot camp, which we've talked about. I think it was like we talked about him starting it. Okay. It was insanely rigorous. Like it would Good. blow your mind how rigorous it was. Good. Um I like mad respect for this boot camp and for anybody who completes it because straight up like week 1 I mean there, you're just you have no time to do anything but but work on the mm-hmm. homework after you do the lessons and it's like good stuff. Like he was doing I think the first week he there were a lot of like algorithmy problems. Where he mm-hmm. just, you know, basically wrote a ton of like four loops and stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was good stuff that was pretty fairly challenging. Um, but yeah, he got like knocked on his ass hard. And then you get like a glimpse of sunshine and then they just like, oh, we're moving on to the next thing. Um, yeah. But I think it was like three months and basically they do like programming in general, then back end, then front end. So that's kind of the thing. But they, they stay pretty laser focused you build projects with teams and then at the end of it you like your capstone project is like an actual like app it was Vue i think he did Vue and <clears throat> Vue and he was in java spring the bootcamp my other friend who's in the same bootcamp did the csharp.net but they're pretty doubled down on Vue js for the front end which is interesting um, but yeah he made like a Vue app with with his colleagues in this thing and then they presented it to a group um and then whatever they apply to like a zillion jobs and they practice interview and do all this stuff and pretty soon i think it was like a month within a month he had a job that oh, let's just say it was like ten thousand more than my first real now I, I guess like you could just account for inflation but a solid solid starting salary he mm-hmm. took a, a pay hit you know from you know his other job career but over time but it, temporary it will pay off. basically yeah, yeah. A temporary pay hit um probably is going to take him like three years to get back up to where he was three or four but <clears throat> but yeah it was wild i couldn't believe how rigorous it was um so his wife is doing it now she's like no in it yep his wife's doing it and I'm trying to think who else like it just seems like everybody's doing it um yeah and he's still i mean he feels like it's just funny we just never talked about this stuff and all of a sudden i took a bike ride yesterday and just talked to him for i think like two hours just about like the developer experience just commiserating about stuff so it was interesting. so what what languages is he working in now java um pretty exclusively java spring framework i don't know how much front end he does he does some front end i don't know how much but 
That's yeah. wild. Isn't it wild, dude? It's crazy. You're, out here minting new Java developers. <sighs> and C Sharp. They're just, yeah. Yep. So, like, his wife is going to, in three months, she'll go from never done any sort of computer-y thing, period, to being full-time developer. professional programmer. Yeah, it's crazy. That's man. so crazy. He, the more he's into it, the more, you know, he like respects it, you know, mm-hmm. where I think before, like, I'm not saying that what I do is more advanced than what he did or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, he's in it enough now where he's like, holy crap, this is just a never ending massive pit of like knowledge and potential knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. He's like that. I, he's still, of course, all the things like, I don't know even what to ask. I don't know what to so Google. What, how even. do you feel about, here's a broad question, right? Like yeah. as a software developer, right? Yeah. Like as uh-huh. a person who writes code. Sure. You, you just accept that you won't know everything by the time right. you die. Like you're going to die. Oh, funny. Yeah. And there's going to be shit <laughs> that you don't know right. about like software. Yeah. And like that is a like that is a thing that like I didn't accept for a long time. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. There was like a no, no, no I'm just going to I'm not going to obviously not going to be like a subject matter expert in everything, but like yeah. I'm going to be like you could plot me down in front of anything and within 2 weeks I would be like writing functional code. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it, like the more I like especially like the uh I don't know, like I started playing with like open cv like what's uh, open cv it's like uh machine learning image recognition oh, okay. stuff uh-huh. in python okay um, yeah okay i do know about open cv yep so i was like playing with that and i was like dude this world is so deep mm. and like there's so much going on here yeah and yet it's like one of the things that like new software developers are like just kind of getting thrown into quickly it feels like yeah like people are going from like not a programmer to like learn python to like now you learn python do some machine learning stuff and like right one of the first like visual like cool interesting things is like why don't you train a bot to like recognize people in photos right you know yeah that is nuts and it's like i don't know how to do that (laughs) and like i've played with it a little bit and like i I can do the like, okay, you give me a pre-trained data set. Like you download this three gig thing and it's like this pre-trained data set Mm -hmm. algorithm. But like, I don't know how to like write a training thing. Like uh I don't know how to train a data set. Like if I wanted it to recognize like, you know, candy corn instead of people, like I don't think I could Mm. make that happen right now. And it's like, it would take me hundreds of hours to be really good at this. And like, Mm. That's uh, never going to happen. There's never. Well, that's dude, true. I mean, you we wasted know. zillions of hours learning NFTs. Just, that's, that's the same true. thing. Freaking that's true. Crypto blockchain crap. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that's the last time that I encountered something and was like, wow, I don't know anything. I'm like a complete beginner and this is And hard. we still never wrote a smart contract, either of us. Right. We're, st- yep. That's crazy. I figured you would have by now. Like, nope. but no, you can get so far without doing that. You don't have to. You're a testament to that. How far you can freaking get and never have to write a smart contract. Well, you, you just, what you do is you just go into a, you go into a newly uh, burgeoning segment of the world and you just write crud apps. You write crud apps. I know. You just <laughs> like 
murder everyone with crud apps. Hey, what if I made a B2B crud app at you? How about that? <laughs> Dude, there's so... That's so funny, man. You Dude. just find a niche and you're like, huh, do you guys have any sort of like a CRM system that right, anyone's like, built? Because if not, oh. happy to do that for you. Right. Like a like b- really only... bespoke CRM. Okay, what we need is like an app with like, um, you know, something we could submit like a form of like... Yeah, there's going to be like a form data. and that's going to create like a thing that's going to then get triaged in some sort of a right. table. And you're going to have like teams and those teams are going to have like owners and members. Yeah, they could like right? belong. And the owners can invite people to the teams, <laughs> you know. Right. Oh my gosh, dude. That's so funny. Just like enter blockchain, introduce crud. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Destroy. Destroy all yeah, blockchain. Bet you guys have yeah. never seen a B2B crud app before. Right. Check this out. Yeah, it's gonna Whoa. blow your mind. Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, the whole like, well, even I mean, this is just whatever boring, boring things because you know I'm just always saying the same freaking boring things. But, but Brock, when you know he's launching into this, he's he's straight into view, you know, and yeah. straight. I mean, I literally gave him the NPM NPM talk on the bike ride. Actually, I went like, um. I went like armchair, you know, like story time because I had mentioned something like, he's like, when you started there, there wasn't NPM. And I'm like, well, maybe it existed, but nobody used it the way they use it now. Like, Mm -hmm. no, it was just like downloading JavaScript files, you know, like downloading a zip archive with JavaScript files. And then I walked through the whole, like, then like Bauer and Grunt and, and, and and then Yarn and, or then NPM and then Yarn and then back to NPM. Yeah. Anyway, and, and he, he was just like, what in the world? And I'm like, I know. And every single thing I could say the same thing about. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Well, yeah. and it's like this kid may never. Well, I don't know. But like Brock may never actually need to use Webpack. Right. Yes. He may Probably get out not. clean and never use Webpack. Like, yes. It might just be ES build or whatever. Yeah. V, like V or ES up. build or whatever. Like, right he might never actually write a webpack config. Yep. Like, dude, what a blessing. <laughs> I know. Um, so let's talk about Vite. Should we talk about Vite? Sure. So yeah, v- I haven't Vite used is sort it in production of, yet. Okay. Vite's kind of, you know, taking the whole thing by storm. Like everybody uses Vite now. Uh-huh. Actually, that's uh, not true. I have used it in production, but it's, yeah, not, not big time. I haven't yeah. done a lot of work on it. Yep. Yeah. ES um, Bill's very cool though. So Vite uses Rollup and ES Build under the hood. So I think Vite's thing is like, I wonder why it uses Rollup and ES Build. And I think also, you know, it also just does that. I mean, whatever. I don't know much about it at all. But I know like locally, it's just like your browser hooks up with your like JavaScript modules directly without needing a build step or something. And that's mm-hmm. how it's so fast locally or something. But it does use ES build probably for production builds or something. Whatever. I thought it was roll up in ES build. I could be wrong. Whatever. Yeah. ES build is dope. I still use ES build for everything. Yep. I, yeah. I would be down for V. Like I, I'm down for another level of abstraction if it's really nice. Um, but you can't really use V in a non-appy thing. Like mm-hmm. you can, well, but that's it's so- not intuitive at all. We my recent ES build experience was when I was working on this uh, remotion thing with yeah. Chris. 
mm-hmm. um, and we we have to publish like a lambda function. So we just like write it in TypeScript and like ES build it out to a JS file. Yeah, and just push it to lambda and like the ES built JavaScript is exactly the JavaScript you would have wrote. Like, yeah. like if you like transpile from TypeScript to JavaScript, it's like exactly what you would have written in JavaScript. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just uh, I compiled something today and instead of undefined, it was void zero. And huh. it must just do that across the board because it's like three fewer characters than undefined. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what void is. I didn't know. I don't know. There's a void keyword in JavaScript. Well, I guess it's like a return type, right? But yeah. Well, it's like you're literally what? Like, what is void <laughs> in JavaScript? I think it I just know. means it doesn't return. Well, I mean, I voids... think undefined might mean it returns something that is undefined. Well, undefined, no. Well, undef a, a, a function, whatever, a function or method in JavaScript that returns nothing returns undefined. Like if you store the result of the execution of a function. Mm -hmm. So say you have a function that returns undefined, right? Right. And then in another function, you return the result of that function. Yeah. So say you... It would be undefined for both. Well, right. But say you have like a function that has like an if. Okay. Right? Yeah. And like in one context, it returns a value. In another context, it returns undefined. Right. Right? Yeah. And so then you return the result of that function. Yep. Right? So you d- you are returning a return value. Yes. But that return value might be undefined. Right. I think it, the difference between that I think void is just there what it didn't return. No, I could be wrong. I think in JavaScript it's like undefined 100%. I think. I'm pretty sure. Um there's no distinction between like undefined is weird. Like it, like you can like, you know, delete an item from an array by setting that key to undefined. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking actually today how I love the concept of, un- let's talk about undefined. It's good. Sure. Like I like it in a lot of ways. It's probably bad in a lot of ways, but, <clears throat> but in PHP you only have null. Mm-hmm. So if you return nothing from a function in PHP, so I ran into this problem where oh, what's the exact, I think my brain is foggy because I'm in like a fog state. I'm not thinking clearly. You're going fine. Um, I know, but like I would be recalling all this stuff very quickly in another brain state. Maybe I'm hungry. Hmm. Um, in PHP, you can't tell if a function explicitly returned null or didn't return anything in PHP. It's impossible to my knowledge. Hmm which is frustrating because there's like an API that I'm building that I want different behavior. Like where if you return nothing, we just let it be. If you return anything, we kind of override something with that. But that there's this case now that's like, well, if you, what if you explicitly want to make a thing null and you return null, it's like, what's the difference between that and returning nothing? You know, I want two different sets of behavior. Yeah, I do have places where I'm doing different things in case of undefined and null in my app. Yeah, right, in JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of things that... I'm trying to think of other places that that I like the existence of undefined and null. Oh, like um, default prop... Like, let's just say in Vue. I'm I'm not sure if this is something I would need in Vue, but I... Whatever, I'm just going to use Vue as an example. If you have a property that 
you start out as undefined and then in some life cycle hook you set like I'll keep it as undefined because the actual set value like null is a settable value you know what I mean like null in JavaScript feels yes. like a value it's a value right and undefined is a void mm-hmm. it's a lack of a value yes and in PHP null is both a value and the lack of a value and so it just creates like confusion in a lot of areas Mm-hmm. But it's also nice because it, there's not two things to deal with, you know, like in JavaScript right. null, the type, if you do type of null, it's object. It's not, you know, it's like whenever you do type of object, you have, I always have to do double and, you know, uh, not equal to null, you know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I don't know, whatever. Mm. JavaScript undefined. JavaScript undefined. Yeah. There's, there is weird stuff with undefined though and setting in arrays. I remember like reading somewhere with like array. You could set like an array dot length to like 500 or something. And then you've like created an array of, you know, like it holds like up to 500 undefines. Hmm. But they're not actually held. So that's why right, like you can set like items. A, it's, you're just allocating that much memory basically. Yeah. And I don't even know if you're actually allocating that memory or if it's just some kind of fake yeah Um, that's weird it is weird but yeah so it so you could effectively also like set existing items to undefined and then i think you've either like freed up that memory or whatever i don't know i don't know Mm. undefined's weird man so in go when you when you define an array you actually have to like say how much of an array it is you have to say how big it is that's crazy so then they have this other structure called slices which is like a slice of an array but slices can be infinitely large, so everyone just uses slices for everything. Hmm. Goes weird, man. I mean, that's like the only time I ever encounter that is Arduino programming, because that's the only low-level programming I ever do. That's mm-hmm. like C plus plus or whatever. And yeah, you create an array of a fixed length and then like and the types that are going to be in it. And you're, this mm-hmm. is funny because I don't know if anybody on this podcast is an, is a real programmer, unlike me. And is like laughing at me being, you know, perplexed by this, but it's crazy. So it's like now holy that I'm cow. a TypeScript boy, now that I'm a TypeScript boy, I'm totally on board with like arrays should be of the what same types type. Are in them. Sure. And that makes they sense. They should always be yeah. of the same type and you should know what type that is. Yeah. And even if it's an empty array, yep. you should say this is an empty array of person objects. Yep. Or whatever. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's really funny that you're a TypeScript boy. I, I, mean, I gotta say you're that you're gonna maintain a production JavaScript app at this point, like backend JavaScript app, like you have to. Dude, what are you stuff. saying, Daniel? You are saying the things, man. You've been compromised, dude. I mean, try it. <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to try and maintain a production. I will JavaScript say app. that I am like, I am very aware. I am looking for the places where I could benefit from types, and where I know that I am just hurt because the lack of them uh-huh. in my code. Um, like literally today I'm pairing with Jason and there's this just like I use dot match on a value that can potentially be a function and not just a string. And then mm-hmm. it, so you just get this error. That's like it, we, that just never would happen in something type safe. It just would be mm-hmm. impossible, but it is something that happens that I have to go hunt down. Um, anyway, so I, I am like, I'm trying to keep it in mind and just log all the instances where type safety would have resulted in a better life. Yeah. Um, 
And maybe at but, one day I'll be like, but okay. You are already predisposed <clears throat> to not write TypeScript simply because you have an existing code base. Like, gotcha, right. right converting yeah. existing code bases to TypeScript is hard. Yeah. And painful. And during the process makes you think TypeScript is the fucking worst. Yeah. Why does anyone write TypeScript? I think the writing, thing... Writing a code base in TypeScript from the beginning is a joy. Okay. Let's talk about types. Okay. Let's talk about it. Like, you know, because I, I have implicit types uh-huh. all the time. I mean, I, I pass little array data structures around that have to be of the same form, you know? Otherwise, stuff will break because stuff expects this this kind of array to have these values or something, uh-huh. you know? Um, so I have types implicitly. Sure. So that's a, you know, I guess what it is is like you kind of, like I, I do write with types. I just, they're just implicit. They just live in your head. Yeah. They live in my head. Um, and then also trying to think of other, it's going to be a lot of trying to think of on this, this podcast because my brain doesn't work. But there are other so we'll instances. Just bring it up a lot and make sure that the listener is aware that you're right. thinking. You know. Yep. Yep. To I'm just filibustering my. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, so you have implicit types. Yeah. There's implicit types. I'm trying to think. I said trying to think again. Mother flippers. <laughs> I don't know. So like, here's why I like them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, like just knowing like when i start like using a thing yep um i can just like start using it and then in like in situ vs code is telling me what i need to type telling me what arguments are required in situ like uh is that japanese like in, the, for situation? in the moment in the situation that i'm in like without having to leave anywhere okay yeah. without having to pull anything out of my head without having sure. to go to another file to see what the definition yeah. is like uh-huh. i'm just i just start typing and it's all there right you know? yep and it's all code complete and it's all yeah. nice and easy okay like so imagine register okay imagine you had a type for uh alpine plugin yeah right yep um so like what so I'm sure I don't exactly remember where Alpine plugins. That's a good example defined. of of types like yeah. So I don't exactly remember where Alpine plugins get defined. Just type Alpine dot plugin, and then you so it's just Alpine dot plugin, and then oh you... sorry, you don't actually. There is a plugin syntax for for whatever whatever you're either registering a directive or a magic. Right, right. Those okay, are, so yeah. say you have so those are two different types, right? So you have yeah. an Alpine directive, yeah, type, right? Yeah. So what is that? Alpine dot directive. directive. Yeah. And then first parameter you have a, a name and then you yep. have a function a or do you have like an object? Callback. A callback. And the callback yep. must return an object of a certain shape, right? No. No, it's just a free Oh, it's just place. the callback of what happens when you... When it when encounters do... that directive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the parameters passed into that callback are the things you need that you will find useful. The first... And that you will have available. Right. You'll have available. The first one's and so an element. And so those things are basically the root element and the... Yeah, so there's two parameters. This is this is another like implicit type type deal. There's two parameters. What's that? Never mind. Continue. The first one is just kind of hard data like about that directive. Like it's me just kind of regexing out the directive and giving you like the name of the directive whatever word comes after a colon, an array of the modifiers that were separated by dots, and then the expression that was, you know, within the quotes. Sure. 
So that's just stuff you can do what you want with. And then the second or whatever, third parameter is an object of utilities of like effect, um, uh, evaluate stuff like that, you know, stuff mm -hmm. that you're probably going to want to use, or you're probably going to need, um, mm -hmm. that's context aware and everything. Yeah. And you must at some point get like the whole context, right? No. Like of the component. Like if I needed to call like oh. this dot something. To get it. the data of it. Honestly, yeah. that would be kind of nice to have a helper passed in to get the data, the closest data. Yeah. Um, but no, there's a global alpine, uh, alpine.closest data stack or what I, I did add an alpine dot dollar sign data. Mm -hmm. And you pass in an element and it gives you the closest data proxy. What if it was alpine dot dollar sign this? Interesting. And you, I mean, that would be very interesting. We, oui, we, oui. that oui, oui. I honestly should have called it that because alpine dot data is how you register custom data X datas. Uh -huh. So that was like taken. And so I did dollar sign data because it was mostly an internal thing. Like I don't, it's not documented. I don't think, um, because you don't really need it unless you're developing like plug-in-y stuff. Anyway, though, that's interesting. Dollar sign this. Yeah, that's what's up. But yeah, cool. so you could have like a type for... Uh, or just this, no dollar sign. Alpine.this. Yeah, that'd be cool. There you go. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, so you obviously like you could have a type for the arguments, right? So like the first one is going to be a string. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The second one is going to be a function right with you would know what's available structure. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then like if the if one of the things that it got back was like uh i don't know like uh what what, what are the dollar what are the magics that you're passing in uh evaluate and uh, yes yeah, so if you had types for those yeah right like they would be just... their own functions with their own signatures yeah, yeah. right so they, then like right. people can just like start typing and so I guess some of the frustration of typing for me is uh, I don't even know words because I'm I don't know types but union types maybe is the word like like not a union type is when you when it's like a combination of multiple types it can be this or that kind of deal right okay sure I don't actually know the name but I know what it looks like yeah the pipe or whatever that or the and um, okay so you're like extending a type okay um, yeah so like that kind of thing happens a lot like evaluate can accept a string expression mm -hmm. or a, um, a function or an actual like function expression. And there's just, Oh yeah. yeah. So that's just, that's just like either or. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I guess I'm saying like in my code, that kind of thing happens a lot mm -hmm. because I think I, like I have Otwellian style mm -hmm. stuff where like a function can accept a single parameter and it'll behave one way. Or like two or parameters a that generates that parameter, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, like um, what's an example in the Laravel code base of like of a function? Config. That, like config. There's a yeah, like, version and a it's, setter version. Yeah, right. Depending on how many parameters you pass in, mm -hmm. which I am all about that because that's just the way my taste yeah. is developed. Or like where is a different type of Otwellian style where it's like you can either so there's actually three you can pass in two right arguments which is like key value right. or you can pass in an array of key value pairs or mm. you can pass in a closure ah right right yeah that's good yeah there's the well there's also the you could say where two parameters two string parameters 
which it'll imply equals, or you can add a third parameter in the middle. Right, and right, specify right. your own comparator. Where is, where is a magic? Where one? is some freaking like? Well, the that's route, some the route chameleon. Uh, helper is also crazy. Okay, like route one string generates the route route. What's route two string? And the, well, then something? the second parameter can be. So you could do like route. Let's say you do like route users dot show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then the first parameter can oh, be right, right. a user. Yep. It can be an integer for an mm-hmm. id mm-hmm. or like whatever the key is of the yeah. user mm-hmm. or it can be a keyed array where you're saying user underscore id arrow and then the user id mm. or it can be a non-keyed array where it's just all of the arguments in the in the user in order mm. so if it's keyed they don't need to be in order if it's unkeyed, they do need to be in order. Right. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that second parameter can just be like all kinds of crazy shit. Right. So I think like that has just become my style because that Otwellian thing is mm-hmm. just like in my head now. So what you would do, right? And so there's, I just type. feel like that's too much to type, dude. Like at that oh. point, it's like, man, just go, f- well, go no, but it's like, float freely. Think about it. Think about it. You're going to maintain a code base, right? Mm-hmm. Where... Mm-hmm you have a wild function that can just accept all kinds of buck wild shit. Yeah. But it, there are specific types of buck wild shit that it can accept, right? Of course, yeah. And like the, the combination of like these several types of buck wild shit mm-hmm. is all representative of like things that can be the second parameter of a route helper, right? Yeah. So like I would, I would basically specify a type for that called like you know i don't know route helper second param is like a terrible name but like Mm -hmm. you know route helper params or something right and i would just straight up say it can be a string or it can be a uh i guess what i would call it would be like a user's primary key which dude would be how can you entice what Types can't like represent different combinations of parameters, right? It would just be like the type mean? of parameter one is this or this or this. The type of parameter two, you know what I'm no. saying? Where uh-uh, uh-uh. you can do you can you can do like dest- or not destructuring. What is it where you like dot 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 and you basically say like a bunch of parameters in a row here? Yeah, explode, spread, whatever. Yeah, um, like you can you can do spreads on your structures parameter types. Well, hold on. So how let's say that I have a function that has that accepts two. Let's just say the cache. One parameter is a string. Mm-hmm. The second parameter can be something else, and then it'll change mm-hmm. its behavior. Oh, that's not a great example, but let, let, let's use it. Okay. God, it's not a good example. We'll we'll do the where. I suppose where first uh-huh. parameter can I think be a you callback. Think it's more complicated than it is. Well, let me let's do it. Let's make sure. Okay. With where the first parameter can be a callback, right? Uh, yes. Or yeah, okay. And then where so the first parameter it, can also be a string. The first parameter can be a string. It yeah. can be an array. Yeah. Or it can be a callback. Right. The second parameter can be a list of things. A string. A string. Maybe. May, let's just say maybe it's a callback too if you specify a string for the first parameter as like where name and then you get a callback or something you know i don't even remember sure. how where works but i bet that's the syntax 
Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so when you're specifying these types, you're specifying like these verticals for each parameter mm-hmm. of all the types they could be, but mm-hmm. you're not representing the slices of types, you know, the horizontal mm-hmm. layer. Like if you picture them stacked vertically for each parameter slot, right? Like if there's three parameters, there's mm-hmm. a stack of types for each of them. Yeah, but you could do it horizontally too. So hear me out. You got this, right? Mm-hmm. Vertical. But how do you know that like, does the system know I put in a string for this first parameter? Now it's going to narrow down what the next parameter is. No, that you're thinking about it wrong, I think. I mean, you could do it that way. Could you? Right? You could pos- You could physically yeah, do you that? you could say like, if this one is this type, then this one must be this type. Really? Yeah, I've done it. It's hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's like not fun. Well, that's the wrong I'm way to do it. skeptical on that. Well, that's okay. the wrong way to do it. That's why okay, you're hit skeptical. Me. Hit me. So the right way to do it is you don't want to type the argument. You want to type the set of arguments. Okay. So you, right. okay. So let's say you, you type the set of arguments. Right. And so there are th- three you can do or that? four types of the set of arguments. Yeah, yeah. This is where you use your spread operators. Right. So you, Okay. So like you're typing your set of arguments to say it's a set of three arguments where the first one is a string, the second one is a string. Okay. So that's like a type. Then there's right. like there's a set of arguments where the first one's a string, the second one's a string, the third one's a string. Interesting. That's a type. So you then can you do that. Six. Yeah, yeah. So then like your arguments mm. would be like of type the union of all of the types of right. sets of arguments that Gotcha. Okay, I didn't know acceptable. that there was a Okay. I've definitely seen it done. I don't write shit like that. Okay. But like it's definitely doable. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, assuming that that's the case, that's good. And then it, it, I mean, the return type could change based on, you know, like in the get set cache example, the return type changes based on the parameter type. So like, how do you type that? You probably just don't. There's no link. Well, no, but you can type function signatures. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, that's what you would do. You like, you would, you would have like, you're saying this function is of this type. Yep. And so you're saying the arguments of this function are X, Y, Z. And, and the if they're X, Y, Z, then the return value is A. Okay, so that's right. the so thing? You're creating like, so you're creating like five different function signatures, and then oh, you're unioning those, and then you're giving that function signature type I to see. this function. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting. I don't know about that. I've never seen that. But that's cool if yeah if you just totally have doable. function signatures and then they okay um that's great so i'm gonna throw another one at you because i hear you and mm-hmm. i'm aware of the ways that i i'm aware of the pitfalls that i am constantly running into in the same way that like i was listening to a lex friedman on with the guy who wrote doom mm-hmm. and he's I just trashing also... okay you remember when he's like trashing web devs and and like this modern developer who just like refuses to use a step debugger yeah yeah and vim right and and i I took it i'm like you know this guy if if anybody knows i mean he just knows so much more than me i like i'd be a fool to discard his wisdom and also he's just written millions of lines of code more than me yeah i know so like i'm here for it is what i'm saying learner's posture kind of deal and and he's like just kind of expressing how foolish it is that we have some like weird arrogance about not exactly i know And so it's, it's, that helped me to embrace it more and I use it a fair amount and I totally benefit from it. And there's a lot of times where I'm like getting Intel about a system that I wouldn't be able to, especially with Livewire, some of this like really deep, weird stuff. Um, 
and it just helps a ton. And so it's like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm open. I'm open that PHP Storm would make my life much easier, that I could make refactorings that just take me so long and I'm constantly repeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm open. You should that, only open PHP Storm for refactoring, but yes, yeah. I agree. You know, like I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to the fact, I'm open to the fact that I'm wasting a ton of time in VS Code, that I am encountering way too many bugs because I don't have any type safety and like organization in that sense. And I'm open to the fact that DDing, I'm wasting a ton of time like deep DDing. I'm open to all that. But it, mm-hmm. it's that it's that uh, push and pull where that other part of me wants that. And I mean, I think the, the purest form of this is, this is Otwellian form is like he uses Sublime. I'm pretty sure he still uses Sublime. He uses sure. DD. I'm not sure uh-huh. he even has a step debugger set up. I have no idea. And... And obviously, like, he resists typing, even though he does, like, kind of concede for the folks who are into it. Um, yeah, and maybe and he likes people, it. people, like, in the community now who are going to add the types, even if he doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I've been there. I've, I've, I've been hit with those type PRs. They're, yeah. they're forceful. Yeah, so, well, and that's the thing. is like, I think as, an out, as a JavaScript framework maintainer, like, you are going to concede. You think so? you will be left behind. The world is going to TypeScript. You're not, it's not going to go back. Like you are going to write TypeScript for a living. Wow. If you're going to continue working on Alpine, it will be a TypeScript project. Wow. Like there's no, there is no resistance is futile. I mean, like we have somebody PR'd types at some point, you know, for the APIs. Yeah. But like, you're going to write types. Maybe. Like, resistance is futile dude it's over javascript is over typescript is i gotta over. i gotta love types because i'm so skeptical and i'm so not into it but i everybody universally loves them um people who write them love them people who backfill them into existing code bases hate them yes and the other like they're i can only speak to the bad because that's yeah. my position here um the other bad is like if you've ever tried to develop a via develop a vs code extension they're like documentation who needs it we use typescript you know sure. and it's just the worst experience is developing a vs code extension absolutely horrible because the documentation is so fragmented and it's just kind of bad like it's the line between auto-generated via um, typescript documentation and actual like human written documentation is very blurry it's probably about mm-hmm. half and half or less and it's just frustrating and it's like man if if you never use typescript you'd be forced to write out documentation and then i'd be so much better off you know yeah it's like yeah my editor tells me it knows like what types it accepts for this thing but i want the human to tell me what this thing does and what to use it in combination with and you know what i'm saying and that's like the laravel thing is like you're you're not going to rely on type safety to know what where does you're going to go to the docs and a human is going to show you but then like once you become like better than a novice laravel developer Mm -hmm. right like like we've talked about on the in the past like i open the available validation rules yeah right page of the docs yeah and i Available validation rules and what's the other one (laughs) Uh, like the collection uh, methods one collection but even methods, that'll just yeah, go to collection right i know sometimes me too. you have an eloquent collection and that's the thing is because we have types in php i know whether something returns an eloquent collection or a illuminate collection funny yeah I and guess so like, i can go that's the thing is like once you start source diving now you're yeah. really glad that everything tells you what type it returns because it's really easy to click through and end up where you are well i never click through types the only 
time that I ever click sure through you a, you a just doc don't know block you do. type. No, 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 no. Fuck, fuck a doc block type. You just alt click on a variable. Well, yeah. And it takes you to the type. On a no, I've never alt clicked on a variable. <laughs> you alt, I alt click on like hard code class strings. What are you talking about? I've never alt clicked a variable. I don't even know if I can do that. Oh, you can alt click a variable and end up on the eloquent collection page. Hold because on, because it's an so, eloquent collection. So all right. Know so that. if I'm like straight up in an app and I say like user equals new user, okay? Mm-hmm. Or app better yet, user. users equals users user colon colon all. Sure. Okay. Users. Well, I mean, this is the totally simplest. Like, if this works. Sure. So I'm gonna say user equals new user. I'm gonna right click and go to definition, and it don't work. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't work. Maybe you so. have different extensions than I do. In VS Code, that works for you? Yeah, I've definitely gone to the no definition. way. Yeah. No way. No way. If by definitely, you mean definitely not, Daniel? That's interesting. Well, I mean, I guess it, it does kind of know what type Do you have like the IDE is. helper shit going and all that? Only in the projects where I'm doing talks on them and I want to be in the routes file and not have to import uh, all the facades. Huh. Yeah. So, so there's that. But yeah, I don't normally use the IDE helper. But Daniel, on the typing mm-hmm. topic, mm-hmm. Daniel Colborn. Sure. Here is another yin to your yang, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Is weird, bonkers, juju stuff that is the only reason that I like programming um, is these weird, like, fun things that mm-hmm. I think types would either disallow or make painful or hard. Talk to me. Exhibit A. Okay, so I just recently... Also, don't... Don't paint me as a person who doesn't also hate TypeScript. I okay. also hate okay. TypeScript. Right. Great. Okay. <laughs> so when sorry. it stops me from doing something, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Right. Okay. Fuck this. Yeah. That's what it is. It's basically like I have this attitude of like nothing should stop me from achieving my dreams. Well, it doesn't you know? stop you. You just have to tell it. You just have to tell it I'm being bad right now. Really? Can you do yeah. like a... Okay. Like, All right. Well, so here we go. Ignore the next couple of lines or whatever. I have this, this API uh-huh. where I... I expose a function and you call this function and it returns potentially a callback, but also potentially null if you, if you don't want it uh-huh. to, whatever. Okay. Sure. It exposes, it returns a callback, right? Great. Super easy. Type. Perfect. Wonderful. Actually, this is, there's two questions here. Cause I would love to see if TypeScript, there's a, a pain point that TypeScript could solve, but I can't figure out how it could solve. And then there's something okay. that TypeScript I bet wouldn't let me do. So here's what I bet it wouldn't let me do. It returns a callback right now, but I want to soup up the API to be more flexible. And I, I did this, but I, what I want is it to return a callback or I want to optionally destructure the return, whatever the return is, into multiple callbacks so that like I decide what I decide if I want a callback to do the whole thing, I'll just go dollar sign thing equals function whatever function call right okay you gotta vary you know i'm just saying like you use like a full set like this function example let's call 
Ah, I don't want to use the actual example because it's too, it, I think it would be just use like an example. more complicated. Yeah. So let's say we have a function called stuff. Do stuff. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go with do me. Do better. Do better. No, 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 no. no. Use a function a, make a domain. Do make up a I literally can't like... make a domain for this because I think I would get tripped up on it. So let me just okay. say do stuff. Okay. We're the living in syntax this time. We can't live in the domain. This is do evil. stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. It returns a callback uh-huh. that you can run and it'll do the stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's say dollar sign do stuff equals do stuff. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to fucking break my microphone, Caleb. What are you doing to me? Come on. You with me? You, you got me here though? Come on. Meet me. So you have a function that returns another function. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Understood. Okay. But let's say that you don't want to do all the stuff sometimes. You want to do the stuff in steps. Okay. So you can so decide. So it can either return one callback. Yep. Or it can return an array of callbacks. X amount. You decide simply by destructuring the amount you want. So you're like, let's say that you want to. Okay. Okay. So if I do ah, step okay. one, step two, step three equals right. do yes. stuff. Yes. Then it gives me three callbacks. Then it'll break it up into three parts. Uh-huh. Right? So what you're doing is basically saying, how many arguments are there? Wait, how do you do that? How do you get access Dude. within the function to how many things it's destructured into? I know. Dude, this is the great... This is <laughs> why me. I tweeted out PHP is fun. Because I was like, this is the most fun a kid can have without taking their clothes off. I think that's a Panic of the Disco uh, uh-huh. title. Um, so, Daniel... How do you do it? So not only that, but Wait, mind you, mind you, Daniel, this, this, this also supports just calling the thing and not destructuring it. Yeah, but of like, course. Yeah, yeah, we get that. Getting a, but uh, come on, like this is like an API and I started with this. I'm like, this is the API I want. Now let's figure out how to get it. And PHP did not let me down. So from the function, I return an anonymous class that has uh-huh. an invoke magic which just makes it callable. So now it's like, you know, it's actually an object, but you can call it. So it just looks like a function, right? Yes. Case in point, number one, TypeScript would be all dumb. You're like, shut up. I know, dude, I'm taking on the journey. I'm taking on the journey. Case in point, number one, TypeScript wouldn't let me do that. Or if it did, I bet it'd be weird. Use something like a function, but it's actually an object with invoke magic, you know? You know what I'm saying? Well, sure, but JavaScript doesn't have that type of invoke magic. Well, sure. PHP types, whatever. Okay, you know? well, which are we talking about? Daniel, don't, don't you do that. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the answer. So array access, if you implement array access on an object, uh-huh. and then you have the methods offset get, offset exist, offset set, and offset unset or whatever, then basically you can treat that object as an array uh-huh. for the most part. The only difference is, um, what can't you do? I think you can't loop through it. You have to do get iterate. No, there's some like very specific shortcomings that make me angry. Oh, you can't cast it to it to an array with uh, whatever. But I'm talking about a different thing now. Array access. You implement those magics. They're kind of magics, you know, right? Okay. They're just the methods that an array so, type requires. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So when you destructure this, if you return that object, destructuring just accesses those offsets in order. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, which I was like, please tell me that it does this. And it does. So, and like, so you're if basically you, like iterating a counter every time that happens. And yeah. Then using the object that to internally has a list of offsets that have been accessed and it keeps it unique so that you can't, you can access it like multiple times and it'll just whatever. And then as you, uh, as you, well, let me think about this. Right. It, as you access them, they return functions that when those functions are called, so after it's all returned, these callbacks, then once they're executed, they know about the offset that they were got from, and they know about the total number of offsets got. So they tell and they you can, wh- how big the page of the yeah, pagination needs to be. Yeah. Exactly. So they can do whatever they want. So this is like so dope to me. Uh-huh. Like it's the cool. most fun Very a cool. kid can have. Right. You're like, <laughs> this is like Daniel. He's like admitting coolness. No, which I never said it wasn't cool. I knew it would. No, be no, cool no. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Like, it's funny that the that the amount of like energy put into this is cool versus mm-hmm. how how the level of cool I think you actually think it is is just so different that I'm I'm just having fun. Daniel, uh-huh. yes. TypeScript would not be down with this sort of business. Okay, so th- you're not writing this in JavaScript. So that's TypeScript is not in the question. I could do some. I bet I could do some similar wildness in JavaScript with sure, proxies. I'd, yeah, sure. So let's just okay. say that I do it in JavaScript. Yeah. Do what in JavaScript? This. So does JavaScript have the same concept of like array access stuff where like you can know what? Yeah. Yep. Because you can, if you have a proxy and you access it as an array, mm-hmm. the get trap will receive the offset, the array offset. So assuming that JavaScript works like PHP in the sense that when you destructure it, it just simply accesses those array indexes, mm-hmm. is indexes, these, mm-hmm. then, then you could do this in JavaScript. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing in JavaScript, I bet. The thing I think you can't do in JavaScript is return a single value that you can both treat as a function, as a callable function, and as a destructured array. Like, I don't think, I would love it if there is, if you can think of it. Can you think of like... That would be a proxy, right? I don't think you can call proxies directly, you know? You can get and set on them. Dude, if you could call on proxies... The bummer about proxies is like array or PHP magic methods are so dope. Proxies are are not dope in my opinion. Okay. Yes. They're so opaque. They're so difficult to know what's going on with proxies. They're more powerful admittedly in, in that way. But PHP magic methods, it's like, man, you just, you could just source dive and see the thing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like really straightforward. Um, but proxy JavaScript proxy javascript callable proxy maybe they might just be handler.apply apply method is a trap for a function call oh. yeah dude this might work dude okay that'd be wild sounds like okay. you got it all right let's just say that you can mm-hmm. yeah dude handler.apply a trap mm-hmm. for a function call oh my gosh you can do Come on, that's so sick. Okay, you can do this in JavaScript. TypeScript mm-hmm. would not be down with this, is the whole point. What would it not be down with? How would TypeScript express... What is the return type of this function, is what you're saying? 
Yeah. So the return type of this function would be a function signature or an array of function signatures. Okay. And I guess, I guess how it's not going to be mad that what I'm returning is a proxy that behaves as those signatures. Oh, it might be in which case you would say it's a proxy of a function signature or a proxy of an array of function signatures, or maybe it's a proxy of parentheses, a function signature or an array of function signatures. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that. I don't know that. Okay. So let's say JavaScript, you can do it. In PHP, now, which the thing is, you might not like be TypeScript's a little bit TypeScript. saucy on top, right? Like it's like you can kind of just be like, eh, I really don't want to use this right now, right? Sure. Where with PHP, if let's say strict types was equal to one, you know, mm-hmm. like well, yeah, the, but this PHP or types whatever are just strict different. mode or whatever. PHP types are just different. Like you, have yeah. I guess I'm just saying if it was like a system level type, not just a compile timey typey thing like TypeScript. Uh huh then like something like this would be just extremely difficult. Well, yeah, but PHP doesn't have just like random like data structure types. Like it, you, you have PHP object types, right? Yeah. Or primitives. Yeah. But like you can't, like there are no union types. There are no any of that like weirdness. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know types. So I'm just saying it's like a, it's a way less mature type system. So of course it's not going to let you do the weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the point of all of this, Daniel is, um, is just that in this world where types don't exist and it's solely just duct typed, like you can, you can just write APIs that do crazy things and are beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then you can consume them in their full beauty Mm-hmm. And just witness them as beautiful things that just sing on their own instead yes. of having all of these weird trappings around them and all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Yeah, I, I know the words you're saying. Yeah. So I'm just but saying I mean, that like, like that is a redeeming but, quality of like buck typing, which is bucking typing. I sure. Just made it up. So I would say like in defense of TypeScript here, right? Yeah. Which I, I don't know how I became the guy who's out here defending TypeScript, but here I am. The title of this episode is In Defense of TypeScript, by the way. (laughs) In Defense of TypeScript. Like, I think I would say that, like, what your complaint is that, like, type systems are kludgy and hard to use. Yeah. Right? So write a better one. Well, and verbose. Like, Like, that's just something that that they can't get around. Those aren't necessary. The verbosity is not necessary, right? It is. Type inference should be better. Gotcha. Sure. Right. So like, and most of my TypeScript, like mostly it's type inference. Like, yeah, it's not that common that I'm actually defining a type. Like it's mostly inferred. Right. And I will totally concede that there is a way of using TypeScript that is generally pleasant and easy to follow because of using type inference and only using TypeScript in the areas that it benefits someone and not just like arbitrarily adds garbage. I would say that like we're probably on the, on the edge of a precipice of like Mm, precipice like i would say like two years ago one year ago even maybe this is just my experience but like let's say three years ago most programmers weren't using types interesting most of our circle of programmers like most programmers let's just 
most programmers are web programmers. I don't um, know. I mean, I, honest, and I, most I feel web like programmers are React developers. I think the whatever. I don't want to just like uh, you know rain on your parade here. So without actually knowing what I'm talking about. Sure. But you know well, the hordes like, and massive hordes of Java and C sharp and like web ish type stuff like that. Yeah. That they've just been like typed since day one. And then of course, like if you look at the popularity of languages and mm-hmm. such, like we just get washed out like crazy when it JavaScript compared to Java, is? basically. But not I, mean, I guess maybe JavaScript. not. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. How would we find out? Like how do you find out lines of code on GitHub? No, I think feel like that's biased because so much of like the garbage stuff is hidden behind like paywall stuff like Microsoft. But GitHub you know. has that data and they publish it. How many lines of code are in private repos in certain languages, right? Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I just don't trust GitHub as the place to. I feel like it's not the place you think to it's discover an or something. Well, I mean, like GitHub. Like Laravel is the most popular framework on GitHub or the most start or whatever. Most Maybe it's probably been yeah. washed out now, but definitely most start back in language. But when you look at like adoption, like other metrics. What's Next.js you know? at? Is Next.js coming for us? I mean, I'm sure. Like, I think Vue is. Yeah. Maybe like that's I think a front end framework. Next.js is a back end right. framework. Yes. It's 93K. So I think what's Laravel now? So Laravel Frameworks 28, but Laravel Laravel is 71k. Yeah, so yeah, it, so we've been it's next been up there one. at the same spot for a while. So now, yeah, I bet a lot of these. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not disputing JavaScript is super widely used. So let's continue with your thing. Is that like, yeah, nobody? Let's say JavaScripty people were not into types, and now they're into types for sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like I think, like we're on the precipice of like, and they got into types from TypeScript, right? Okay. But like what we yep. haven't seen yet is the th- the type system that is created by this generation of developers that were brought into types by TypeScript, right? What so do you TypeScript, mean? Like they're, they're mad at it and they make like something more flexible right, or something? Saying. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. TypeScript was the thing that took people from not using types to using types. So now we can enter the generation of making good types, you know? Now that everyone's using TypeScript everywhere, people are going to rebel and write a good type system that's like more minimal, more useful, more mm-hmm. sexy, you know? You know what I think a big thing is, Daniel, about this culture, this culture divide? I think your editor Between the JavaScript forms, crackheads and everyone else? No, between the typey people and the non-typey people. Okay. Which maybe is the same thing now. But the editor you use, like, if I had an editor that was really friendly about types in the sense that, okay, you A, I benefited... No, I know. But like, let's say AI benefit a ton from the auto completion stuff that types give me. But yes. B, as I'm authoring, it's just like extremely auto complete and easy yes. like that. You use VS Code, which is Dude, the JavaScript not... version. Right. Of that, that is, I guess, what everybody's into for JavaScript. And I guess for yeah. TypeScript, then it's probably like that. Yeah. I don't write TypeScript files. I don't know. I do. Yeah, anytime. Uh, that's I, the thing. Well, I did write a lot of TypeScript. I was like worked in a lot of TypeScript files, as you know, with that the NFT mumbo mm-hmm. mumbo. Yeah, but but I like. I I know. I, I what I'm saying is that like I've just never not wrestled with it and thought this is just a bunch of extra crust that makes my life just, worse. Like, 
pulling code out of the candy machine mega repo, which is like a nightmare. I've well, done that, that was myself. one phase of what I was doing, but I was also yeah, consuming yeah. those APIs and, you know, and benefiting yeah. from the type stuff and being like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But, dude, I don't know. I, 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 I can't concede that it's like good yet, you know? Yeah, I don't think there are merits done, on both sides. Really, I feel like you haven't really tried to write TypeScript. Like, even the TypeScript you were writing on the Solana code base was like trying to avoid writing TypeScript and writing the minimal amount of TypeScript. Oh, it was just like, can I write no TypeScript? Oh, no, yeah. I have to put in what was the keyword that I kept putting in any, everywhere? A lot of any, any. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, I got a colon any that? That biznatch? Okay, no problem. Yeah. Time to colon I any. I would just say, like, that's how I write TypeScript. You try like, and all write you need is colon script. any. You know? Yeah. I just don't like systems not letting me do things, you know? Sure. I hate that. Yeah, like programming languages is super annoying when they are just have, like, syntax. Syntax is holding me back, bro. Dude, if I could just invent my own syntax, just macro, Dude, like, a new operator into the language. It'd be great. We'd be so much better off. Dude, it Go is crazy needs, that, like... Go needs to get it together. What, in their, like, metaprogramming story or just... Yeah. Just don't make me write so many goddamn for loops. Mm. Yeah. Well. Well, life is life, but with Go, like you could can is everything an object in the sense like you could just like wrap up array or something and have your own like dot filter stuff? No. Okay. Yeah. You can make you can make a custom type that is an array of a certain type. But like there's no such thing. There's no such type as array. Mhm. <laughs> in go there are mm -hmm. array of integers there are array of floats there yeah. are array of strings so you, but you can't just create a wrapper that's like yeah, array yeah, of anything yeah. right of now course, add right. these methods dude to it. there so you i mean even redefine it for every type that you could ever want to use in an array is any language more extreme than php and it's like we have one type like JavaScript. it's an array you know, we have like objects bespoke up. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, no, JavaScript has like object literals and and a, like a keyed array. You can't have like, right? Like you can't have a string key in an array in JavaScript. Well, no, it's uh, an You'd array have an is just an object with, with numerical keys. Yeah. But what I'm saying is in like PHP, it's a single data structure for not only is like, oh yeah, our arrays are really flexible, flexible length, flexible types. It's like, not only that, that's we maps arrays, you know, like object, whatever yeah. arrays. We use arrays for everything and you can set their keys as numbers or strings and you can intermix which key, you know what I mean? It's like, you literally only have to know one thing and then that's it. Like mm -hmm. that's, the chief data structure in PHP, which I think is a thing of beauty in a sense. Yeah. Now, if only that data structure was good. <laughs> if only it didn't, if only it didn't suck hard. And dude, Wait, I, wasn't like the worst man. data structure of all time. Like if only it was as good as collections instead of just being arrays, man, if only it wasn't a data structure for which I needed to have a library that wrapped it up into a usable data structure 90% of the time. Oh my gosh. There are a few things PHP could do that would make everybody's life so much better. If we could have, um, you know, like the string helper bit, like STR. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's in Laravel now. Like it, mm -hmm. 
like this was my big plea like i pr'd mm-hmm. this multiple times or it's been pr'd multiple times yeah um just just str- str as a function a global function global yep. helper function you know but it's finally in the framework mm-hmm. if you're not listen listener if you're not using str function helper phew, you're sleeping so it's in the framework now daniel mm-hmm. that's all well and good i'm happy with that i'm okay to wrap a string in that str and then chain on my stuff Mm-hmm. but I always have to turn it back into a string, either casting it to a string or typing arrow to string. Mm-hmm. Same thing with collections, always turning them back into arrays. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the string helper, you can at least type hint it to a string. You can do parentheses string parentheses in front of it, and it'll mm-hmm. turn it into a string using that auto to string magic. But arrays, there's no auto to array magic, which sucks. So you can't mm. type hint a collection into an array. Isn't that nuts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something that you might like assume works mm-hmm. and it doesn't work? Mm. And isn't this very annoying mm-hmm. that you have to to array and to string everything? Mm-hmm. And Is that, there any like, way to like hack it with the destructor pattern? Mm. Oh, interesting. Like... Uh, I guess when you're setting, oh yeah, like maybe instead of calling to array on a collection, you would just do like dot, 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 collect and wrap that in an array. I don't know if that if that's like officially nicer to look at, but it might be, and that's kind of cool. Like if I literally type, dude, I don't have a PHP REPL to type something into. <laughs> Art Tinker, baby. I just tried the app i went to do it on is just broken um okay livewire docs are you breaking all your apps caleb dude my whole computer is just a heaping pile of broken stuff um okay i'm tinkering in here i'm typing double square brackets like whatever an empty array i'm now typing dot 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 Mm -hmm. and now i'm typing collect and passing in whatever dude it works i don't know if that's better but it's at least cool as an alternative it's something because obviously like type in array would be better but is this better than arrow to array maybe maybe Deke. good call doid definitely weird though definitely weird yeah um, no doubt no doubt doit 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 all right so let's talk about your like life plans and when the next time you're doing a full Alpine rewrite is. Because then I know how long I have to get you fully TypeScripted. Um, I was not picturing an Alpine rewrite ever. But if I did one, it would probably okay, be to make an all Okay, but we know you, so you will do an Alpine rewrite, right? Mm-hmm. We've met you. You rewrite all of your code bases every six months. So... Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, you're right. Except, dude, I wish I could rewrite my code base every six months. I really only do two rewrites ever. They just take me like a year and I talk about them for three years. So that's why you think I rewrite everything? Well, because I just say I'm going to rewrite. Yeah, I rewrite the rewrites. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so one uh, of so yeah, okay. TypeScript. Yep. Going to rewrite Alpine. Got to get me on TypeScript. I think I need to have like, um, I mean, you, oh, this like, is what you, I need to you do. You want Daniel. to compete in the marketplace of JavaScript frameworks, right? Like, I don't see how this gives me any sort of edge. You, you will not be taken seriously in the marketplace of JavaScript frameworks if you don't write some fucking TypeScript. Come on. 
You joking me, dude? No, dude. Dude, I love the fact that it's just vanilla JS when you open up my source files. That's, I mean, that's cool. But like, no one's going to take that seriously. Well, the thing about Alpine is most people who use Alpine, it's not like Vue where you're using it in a compiled JavaScript environment. Sure. So mostly you're writing the stuff in HTML tags that your editor doesn't even help you with anyway. So it just doesn't matter as much as like, of javascript you're right it's if this was something that you import alpine and you're doing the whole bit see yeah. i'm leaning towards you know what i'm leaning towards single like, file alpine components webpack compiled no i'm just joking. i'm leaning towards um a blade component that is a special script tag that i can write alpine in that then my blade compilation step takes that <laughs> typescript and compiles it and injects it as compiled JavaScript. I mean, yeah. There you go, Deke. Because, like, I don't know. It's just Let better. it be done. It's like back in, back in InterNACHI days when we used to just write ES6 like straight into script tags. And have it cross-compile. It's always been a fun one. And when we eventually, this is all going to come full circle eventually when we get that, like, sidecar node process thing like really working smoothly with PHP and it's like crazy fast and we can just like farm out random stuff, like parsing, compiling stuff to node. Did we, yeah. we talked about Dino on the show and how I like built a binary and found out it was 70 megabytes for a freaking mm-hmm. binary. Mm-hmm. Dude, my dreams were crushed, man. I thought for sure it's like, I'm going to be shipping node binaries with live wire. It's going to be crazy, mm-hmm. but no, it's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Daniel. Mm-mm. Daniel hey, did you try the bun one yet? No. Remember, we did, well, I, I looked and didn't find it. Right. Like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't do binaries. No. Sad times. Knowledge. Someone's in the middle of writing uh, JavaScript runtime for Go. Huh. Which is like, you can write JavaScript, like you can have your Go programs do stuff with JavaScript. Interesting. Hmm. So, like, you could theoretically, like, write yeah. Webpack or something in Go. Dude. I wonder if you could do that with JavaScript, or with PHP. Like, Oh, you're crazy. So, you could, I mean, just for fun here. You're, you're a sick person. I know, but just for fun, <laughs> just as a thought experiment. You take a JavaScript file. Uh-huh. You pull it, like, file get contents, this this guy yeah, you could definitely do it into php you write some parser thing to turn it into an abstract syntax tree yep and you get control things like you know if and whatever whatever like the basic stuff yeah and then you compile that into a php string and then you eval that into the php runtime yeah i mean you're assuming a lot of like, like you could do it though you know you're assuming a lot of like behavioral parity Dude. between javascript and php <laughs> You know, like I, you're assuming that like mapping an array works the same way in PHP that it does in JavaScript, which I'm going to guess it doesn't. Well, let's just so say now you're going like, to have to like implement a, an array map method that is like that includes the weird idiosyncrasies of JavaScript, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Too or like, how are you going to deal with like undefined and null, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to have some some gotchas in there. I mean, it's she's not going to run that smoothly. She's she's not going to be predictable, but 
but that's that's the nature of the beast um d cole uh-huh. you know what the real the real title of this episode it's not the title the but this Husker is the real do. the husker don't uh-huh. is editors inform so much about everything editors are this so is a good title yeah well i'm still going on i'm not done with the title <laughs> but think about like how many dude i could make dot live files that are just php files with extra syntax and i compile them at runtime like blade files are compiled mm-hmm. and just like do basic regex and turn them into valid php files mm-hmm. and those php files live in a cache and those get run just like blade like mm-hmm. this would not be some feat of ridic. this is not that far out of the realm of possibility Mm-hmm. But the syntax is bro. You'd be writing like the the IDE just wouldn't recognize anything, and because well, of I that, mean, you'd have to write a plugin, right, for t- at least two IDEs. And language, you know, server plugins are just stupid. You're right. You're right. You know what? And maybe what the answer is, Daniel. Maybe what you're telling me is, buck up. Be a a real boy. Mm-hmm. And Why do you write want a frequent. Files? What is the benefit? I don't know but imagine imagine daniel imagine the first thing know. first move <laughs> I, do. I don't know first first move get rid of the carrot question mark php at the top of the file first move 100 percent. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. gone gone we all agree then there's a bunch of extra speaking uh, of things php there's easy wins for php yeah just get rid of it right yeah, like, I know. You don't believe talk I'm about low-hanging fruit, yeah. man. You guys are gonna break everything else in the language except the one thing that everybody wants to disappear, and it wouldn't break anything. And unbelievable, man, such losers. Mm. I'm so sorry, PHP. Dude, what if though, got, what I if just they just went that. through and deleted all the array underscore methods? No, we need those because no, they keep you on your toes. Nope, just delete all of them. Yeah, those need to be deleted. Go in and hard delete them. How about and every then... underscore function in PHP? Yeah, delete. Preg match. We don't need it anymore. Dude, what is up with that? Wait, okay, yeah. Every global function is underscored. Yeah, almost snaked. everyone. It's the worst. Are there any cameled? I don't think there are any cameled. Oh, right, no. no. Some of them are just, what would you call the type of casing? Smooshed. Smooshed yeah, case. Yeah, smooshed case HTML <laughs> special characters. And uh, what else do they smoosh case? They're just like, you know what? They have a couple. No underscores. Wait, but no capitals. Smoosh case. Smoosh case. Dude, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, man. Dude, PHP's global stand, like global helper standard library is the big, most embarrassing thing about using PHP. It's so bad. I mean, it's just the, the most fact, embarrassing thing. Just the fact that there are so many array underscore methods that have like the confusing API where on some of them the array comes first and in some of them the array comes second. Like array filter is like. Oh, yeah, you, right. Of course. Yeah, duh. Yeah. Filter and it's map like, like being opposite is so stupid. And on, array dude. map like, like and filter those functions. Absolutely get it together. Like what are you doing? Oh, I know. It's a horse pile. But I mean, a huge part of like the ridiculousness of PHP, isn't it like just inherited from Perl like ridiculousness? Sure. But like here we are. It's 2022. Draw a line in the sand that says, I'm sorry if you are like still depending on these st- ass backwards methods in php 
but like we're doing a breaking change and deleting all of them and enjoy the new array literal that has all of these dope methods like map and shit on it so that you don't need to collect everything all the time yep and um not only the backwards uh parameter order in array filter and map but the callbacks for filter and map don't accept the second parameter that is the key right that's each iteration good. and that's the thing that just sucks so hard is like mm-hmm. wait what like how am i supposed to access the thing freaking people man whoa these people it's dark. daniel stark oh daniel mm-hmm. array filter array. oh here's something about php i'm coming around to php if you haven't like you know got that vibe lately <laughs> you're on board I'm on board. I don't hate PHP. I just hate all of the ways in which it's terrible. Right. Um, this is something I'm just like kind of acutely aware of what you can and can't do in both JavaScript and PHP and like, you know, one or the other. And there's a lot of things you can do for magic fun in PHP that you can't do in JavaScript. Here's a fun one. Like a uh, reference declaring, passing by reference is normally something I would complain about in PHP. That like some of the, you know, methods like a a sort and stuff, array sort or whatever, like Mm -hmm. actually mutate the bit and like preg, replace, match, junk that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That weird reference stuff where it's like, yeah, this thing might not, this thing might return a separate thing that's been transformed or it might just mutate the thing and you don't know. Um, That's annoying for sure. Uh But I've been deeper into references in PHP than ever before, like finding syntaxes i didn't know existed and just kind of witnessing a lot of the power you can do with them and here's an actual like fun thing that i don't think you can do in javascript you ready for it okay you know the pattern of like in php or anywhere have you done this thing where you want to you like create a cache variable to get the value of some other variable then you change that variable do something and then you put it back to that cached value. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Like, do you, have, do you have an example of a time that you've used this? Um, yeah. So, like, let's say I have a... Um, let's say I have a thing. I'm setting it. Then I'm making an HTTP request. And if the HTTP request succeeds, I'm going to set it to some... Or I'm going to change it to, say, like, active while the HTTP request is running. And then when the HTTP request finishes, um, I don't know. I don't have a great example. In JavaScript, I know what you're, you're saying. saying, yeah. I don't, I don't exactly know what you're saying. I mean, I know done what it. you're like, saying, we've but all I, done that, I can't right? have an example. Like, yeah. That's like a somewhat common. It's common, right. but it's We're like, like, like let me store much, this thing and then do some yeah. bullshit. And then if it fails, I'll set it back to the thing. Right. Or even if it doesn't fail, like you just set it back after you're done doing the thing. Sure. Yeah. yeah um. So I wanted, so like my, just one pattern that I've adopted from JavaScript, like a JavaScript style that I've taken over into PHP now is like make the closure that does the undoing up front, right where you made the cache and then just call that later on so that you don't have to like be aware mm-hmm. of the thing later on. And that's just like a very JavaScripty bit that I've like, mm-hmm. been like, oh, I can do this in PHP. I might as well do this. But then today I was like, what if I... I should create some sort of abstraction for this, right? So here's the syntax of the fun abstraction that I think is impossible in JavaScript. Okay, you ready? I'm with it. So you have a variable called stuff. (laughs) Stuff. And 
and remember the initial one it would be like cash equals stuff then yes. stuff equals random whatever then later on stuff equals cash yes tracking me 100 percent. tracking 100 percent. you sure daniel yes <laughs> okay cash equals backlight stuff, stuff equals random face, daniel no i'm, okay. I'm with you okay. yes you got you got this thing huh Mm-hmm. You should give me your eyes, Daniel. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Cash equals stuff. Stuff equals randomness. Stuff equals cash. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you with me? I'm with you. I'm so with you. Okay. Caleb. Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. I'm with you. Are you I'm on here. suggested tweets? I'm playing with you in the space. Okay, dude, (laughs) guys, Daniel is up to something, okay? Listen. I'm not, not, but I am trapped in this thing where, like, declaring your innocence over and over makes you seem more guilty. Right, right. Yeah, he's, like, trying to convince me that he's, like, clocked in, but as he's doing it, his eyes are just like, "Mm, what's over here? (laughs) Okay. You ready for this? I'm playing with you in this place. (laughs) First line. Mm-hmm. Cash equals stuff. Nope, that's the old one. This is the new abstraction. Okay. Sorry, okay. I thought you were gonna say it a fifth time. Dollar sign restore. I heard uh-huh. that. Dollar sign restore equals uh we're just gonna call the function restore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stuff. You pass in dollar sign stuff into that helper. Okay. Yes. You got this? Yes. Then you do stuff equals randomness. Mm-hmm. Then you just call stuff call restore like the dollar sign restore mm-hmm. do you see it repeat see back it. repeat it. that bit back to me the bit of code dollar sign restore equals restore stuff okay stuff equals randomness okay call restore yes yeah i get it it's cool what do you think of this i think it's cool am i right in that you could not accomplish this in javascript well let's think about how it probably works under the hood so the way it probably Try, do you want to try to do it in JavaScript first to see how, like, so you don't poison your mind with how you would do it in PHP? Um, sure. Okay. So I'm looking at JavaScript pass by reference stuff. And the way that you pass things by reference is confusing. So there's, right, like... It, I don't know a lot about this, only what I know from Dan Abramov's Just JavaScript course, but like there is no, you don't think of it like pass by reference in JavaScript. There's some other word for it that I don't remember, but, and you can't just decide like, to my knowledge, there's no syntax that's like, get this parameter by reference. It's like objects are by reference and arrays are by reference, but like entire variables are not. So in PHP, that function, that restore helper thing, that parameter you accept, you can just put an ampersand in front of it and then you can mm-hmm. reassign that to something else mm-hmm. and it will reassign the thing outside of itself, you know, mm-hmm. which I don't think is something you can do in JavaScript, period. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. It went away. Um, yeah, no, I, I get you. And I am often confused by JavaScript's like mutability of variables. It's It's tricky. It's not clear. Hmm. like things are weird sometimes yeah i don't know i haven't really found that myself but i find Hmm. it like more way more straightforward than php 
Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Because in JavaScript, arrays and objects are both by reference, so it's just like I don't really need references that much. Where in PHP, arrays are not by reference, and that's just so annoying a lot of times. Um, at least in the stuff I'm doing. But Daniel, mm-hmm. this is a cool pattern. Like, come on, isn't it cool? Yeah. Come on, Daniel. What? I don't. It's not less lines. It is not less lines, but there's no temporary variable. I don't know if I care. You know what it is? It it feels like you're you're pat like you would need to pass in the name of the thing you're restoring the value to and the value. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You don't get it, Daniel. I don't I just don't get why I would want it. Well I don't get so why it's better than the old way. What am I trying to sell? Uh, what are you to trying you? to avoid? What is what the I'm pain trying? point? Oh, the pain point is creating a temporary variable and then setting it back to that temporary variable. This is cool because it's like you can literally have a method that you say, hey, give me a callback. Take a, mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're saying to the, this method, you're like, take a snapshot of this parameter I'm going to pass you mm-hmm. and then give me a function that I can call later to restore it to the current state that I passed it to you in, mm-hmm. which is just like very yeah, no, it cool. It feels a little bit like the use effect return stuff, like the return the cleanup function. Like like in JavaScript, there's like a very common pattern, which is the like returning a cleanup function for something, right? Yeah. So like I get that, like that feels a little good that it like it, it has notes of that flavor to it right which i like yeah it has notes of that right i I mean the thing that i think like that's obviously nice kind of like that because you're right i I do love that too that that smells good to me Mm -hmm. but the thing that is like very cool it doesn't get all the way there so the thing that i think is very cool that i haven't seen i haven't seen this like really used in any way like this i don't know why i think this is so cool that I'm calling this function and just giving it a single variable. And then it is giving me like, then it has the ability to revert that variable to the value that it was when it was passed in. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. repeating the same thing over and over again. I don't know, dude. I thought it was wicked cool. I'm just going to have to just agree to disagree here. Dan. Sure. I think it's cool as a tech demo. I just don't think it's something I would actually want to use in code. Right? Really? You don't think as a solution, like you wouldn't think that that's like helpful for no. like a solution. So th- to that I guess cash this problem. this comes down to like why is creating temporary variables bad? And to me, normally the reason creating temporary variables is bad is you're adding unnecessary lines of code, and you sure. your solution doesn't result in less lines of code. So you're just replacing one bad line of code with a different bad line of code. To me. And yours is less explicit about what's happening. Let me... I'm sure you're going to still think that it's junk. But just as a last-ditch effort here. Mm -hmm. Last-ditch effort. I think it's good programming. I think you did a good programming thing. Come on. Okay. Take a look at this. and just screen sharing on our audio podcast? I just need to make sure that that you know, like, that you at least see it. Mm Mm-hmm. Or whatever this is called, revert. Everybody's like, 
dude, screw you guys. Screw yes. you, Caleb, specifically. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That's that. As long yeah, as you've seen I know, it. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool tech demo to me. Like, I think it's a cool thing, but I don't know that, like, is it better? I mean, I, I, whatever. I mean, we could debate, like, if it's yeah, better yeah, yeah. or not. I think the point is that it's, like, a cool syntax that I wouldn't have thought to use. I would think, like, oh, you got to pass in some callback to declare, like, you know, what value to set or a function to set up. You know what I mean? It just doesn't feel like something that it didn't feel like something in my tool belt of like is cool API a, potential. And it, and, a, a, and it, because like you can't do this in JavaScript. So I was like, this is cool. This is like a cool syntax that is useful and you literally cannot do in JavaScript. Okay, go on. Is there a destructuring possibility here where we could make it one line where you could pass the initial va or pass the value change and the restore function? Like return both. Oh, oh, totally. I mean, that is better. Okay, so, oh, dude, I so just want to share my screen and just like hack we it out. Want, yeah, just pair but, on it. But but yeah, like Mind Palace. Um, okay, so this restore equals restore or whatever. It's not that anymore. Okay. Yeah 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 yeah, dude. Okay, you array d structure. So it's an mm -hmm. array. First one is foo or whatever stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's like the use state style in React. So it's nice. like value, restore value equals. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is, Daniel. Now it's good. Now it's good. Yes. <laughs> That's what it needed to be good. You're right. So open. And you could even square. have an optional third one, which is set value. So oh, that if you had like, the, like a loop that needed to change it a bunch right. of times, and then at the end of the loop, you restore it to the original. Right. Yep. Okay, so you got uh, open square brace, you have stuff, comma, restore, close square brace, equals, use restore, whatever we're calling it, whatever, and then you just pass in the single variable, like yeah. stuff, you uh -huh. know? Dude, that's And then now you just dope. use stuff as it normally was, and then you right. call restore eventually. Whatever Now you you've want. saved a line and gotten rid of a temporary variable. And Wait, you've gotten to use we, like oh, a, yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, right, because the second parameter is the new value. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it. Yeah. Yep. No, it the is, first parameter, or sorry, second parameter. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. The okay, first okay. return value is the new value, and the second return. Oh no, value that won't is, work. Won't it? Wait. Okay. What? So we have this. We have the destructure thing. We're agreed on that. Like stuff, mm -hmm. comma, restore equals stuff comma restore equals this function restore stuff restore stuff right but how do you specify the new value you're setting it to well what is stuff stuff uh, the, dollar sign Caleb, stuff. these words are gonna kill <laughs> okay so the the function the function yeah. that get that the function that's like defined in the library yes. is called revert not restore okay, okay? revert yeah revert so daniel your naming choice say, is so brilliant you're such a brilliant boy. Bracket. <laughs> Freaking guy. Stuff. Bracket. Dollar sign stuff. Yeah. Comma. Yes. Dollar sign revert stuff. Yep. Close bracket. Yes. Equals. Yes. Revert parentheses dollar sign stuff. Yes. But right? we never. Okay. So now Great. we have defined yep. the value of stuff in this line. 
No. And that is the Where new value. Where have we done that? Because we destructured it. It's the first object in the destructure. Oh, but you're... So what are you passing into the the function? The old value. Whatever it was back in the day. Okay. I don't... I. So you got... <laughs> so you have this stuff... <laughs> variable that you want to set to randomness a string that says randomness Mm -hmm. right yes where do you write randomness oh right 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 right. we never did randomness we never did randomness so So we're not saving a line we're not what would be awesome is if we okay so you do need to just pass in a second param that's the new value now i'm now i'm tracking right and now you're out of the realm of fun it's still fun. Am I? Well, that's something you can do. Is it some? Are you out of the realm of fun? I mean, I guess it just Maybe, feels like. Okay, what if you did an arrow set? Like you smush two revert, lines together where before what I say, felt What if like, you say revert stuff arrow set value? Oh, maybe. Well, is there a way to just say like restore and only pass in the new value, like the randomness string, and then somehow it somehow... Know that the thing was called stuff and then see if there's something in scope called stuff. Some and then... cr- well, that would be the... Like, that's over the line to me of, like, what I'm willing to, you know, put out into the world. Like, nobody yeah. would ever, like, pretty dark. like, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But is there a way to, like... Okay, let's say we do this wild thing where we return that object that gets destructured kind of deal, you know, like we talked about earlier, that array yes. access thing. Is there a way to use that or something? To We just need a reference to that stuff variable that's the first one, you know? Yeah, which I think we have. We don't. That's the problem. What about your whole like array accessible bullshit from before? We don't have a reference to stuff because we didn't pass it in. In in my new dreamland, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, of a way that this just turns out all nice, but I don't think it's gonna. I think I think like what you've decided what you've introduced so, is interesting. But, hold on. Can we back up to the thing that you said before where like you have a like that paginator function that was yeah. like that could be destructured and then yeah. It was aware of how it was being used in a destructure. Like it was, it knew right. every time an index was getting called. Right. Yep. So yes. does it know the name that it's being called as? Um, no. Ah. It doesn't know. Ah. Man, dude. What if there's like. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I have no idea. I I want to like tinker with it, but I'm sure I think I feel like it's a brick wall. Mm. So, but so you, your addition is interesting because it's cool. You like there's a link there between the use state bit, but what we've done is just like taken the two lines that I had and just smushed them together. You know, where it's like instead mm-hmm. of just having one thing equal a thing and then another thing equal a thing, we're like have a destructured two things equal a passed in two things, you know? Mm-hmm. So it it's like, it is one line, but is it better? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, well, it is so. one line. <clears throat> I'll give it that. It is one line, but it's like this kind of one line where like you could have just p- 
put the two lines of code on the same line, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> separate. What would be cool? What would be cool is if you could say stuff equals revert stuff. Yep. And then have like stuff always. Stuff is just now a value. Or maybe what if you said like stuff equals revertible stuff. Stuff right? equals revertible stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, and but then, then it's like a different type, right? Or no. It's a different okay. type. Okay, yeah. If it's a different type, then... Yeah. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. So maybe okay. stuff equals revertible stuff, like yeah. stores the value somewhere in the in right. the mind of God. Sure. And just returns the value stuff, right? Yeah, right. And then later you can call revert stuff. And somehow we know that the thing that got passed in was stuff and we keyed that by the variable name stuff somewhere in the mind of God. So, Daniel. Like, can arguments know the... No, they can't either. No, Daniel, you... Okay, you, you just described... I think you just described what I showed you. Because, like... Maybe. I basically do what you're saying, which is, like, keep the thing in the mind of God until you just call it later and then it just gets the old thing and sets, you know, sets the new thing by reference. It's like... Mm-hmm. You don't. This is the thing, Daniel. You're saying no, no. Like, but you're but you're you're defining a function called dollar sign revert equals revertible stuff. I'm saying, what if you said stuff equals revertible stuff? Right, and then you just have a global function called called. Or you're just saying like you would call or, or it like again. revert. Oh, maybe it would have to be like revertible stuff value. That's the annoying part because so, like but, I want to set. But what you're d- describing, like, is a version of what, what I was showing you, where you're yeah. like coming across this, like, oh, like, how do you know the name of a passed-in parameter? You don't know the name, but like, this is a solution to that problem because you can just add an ampersand in front of that, that argument in the function, mm-hmm. and now you literally have access to that thing. Like, you can later very, on in a return yeah, callback, yeah, yeah. you can set that to anything you want, and mm-hmm, it will literally mm-hmm. like crawl outside of the function. Find the variable and yeah. reset it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's something it's a there. Pointer. There's something here. You know, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. This is one small practical use case, but yeah. Okay, we're at two hours and I have to pee so bad. Dude, I'm so hungry. We have to go. We have to go. Let's just cue uh, the outro music. People, cue the outro music. Mm-hmm. Burner. Burner.